Hey everybody, hey everybody, good evening, good Saturday evening. Today is Saturday, January the 20th, 2024. Can you believe that it's almost the end of this month already? Wow, time waits for nobody. Be very clear. Time waits for no one. We have a lot of ground to cover today. I want to go on and make sure all of my social media pages are, are working. Everything is doing what it's supposed to do. Y'all come on in here. Invite, tag, share. We have some ground to cover tonight. I want to tell you about my day. I want you to tell me about your day so that we can compare notes. I had a really good Saturday. You know what? This particular wintry season, it's very cold. It's it's unusually cold right now, which does not help people who have arthritis and different joint issues and joint pain. But when I tell you, I'm so glad I pressed through the pain today and went to my sister's conference. Shout out to Elder Rhonda Williams for doing an, a wonderful job at today's Are You Ready For What's Happening Now? Are you ready for the now conference? It was wonderful, wonderful. So here is what I need you to do. I need to tag, share, go on YouTube and subscribe, Critical Conversations with LHG. Subscribe to Trailblazers Radio. Send us some stars. Help us to earn money to get more content. This is my happy. Are you doing something that you love to do? If you're not, if you're not, I'm going to challenge you to find something that you love, that you enjoy, that you're passionate about and do that. Speaking of enjoyment and passion, shameless plug, tonight's episode and all episodes are brought to you by Polished On Purpose, Pop a $5 Bling. I, yours truly, am a whole independent paparazzi consultant. I sell $5 jewelry and $25 jewelry for those who want to come out and be extra gorgeous and blingish. Bling is a lifestyle. We also have men's pieces. So the next time I get an inbox from a brother saying, you ain't got no men's stuff. Yes, we do. All right. On my website is a whole line of pieces designed for the brothers. It's called Uniquely Urban. So I'm going to put my link in the comments. Y'all can shop too, brothers. We got men consultants. There are male and female paparazzi consultants out here in these pink streets because it's a great business. And I'm not just saying that just to get you to join my team, although that would be great. But think about this. Two couples got together to create a business that solved a problem. How do we help get single moms beautiful jewelry to make them feel special and glamorous, but still not break the bank because they got kids to raise. They got miles to feed. So they started making jewelry, just creating little pieces and selling them at different vendor shows. Not realizing at that moment, 10 plus years ago, that this would become a multi-million dollar enterprise. Affordable bling is really a thing. Because I don't know if you notice, but when you when you look good, when you can look in the mirror and say, oh girl, you fine today, 
that does something to your spirit. When you put on that nice outfit and you're looking crispy and you put on your accessories, brothers, y'all grab a couple of bracelets. We got rings. We love earrings, ladies, necklaces. Come on. When you look your best, there's something that gets into your spirit and it gives you a little bit more unction to function. And that's what this company does for me. I was a customer first. I was buying the items from my sponsor. Shout out to Mrs. Latanya, Miss Latanya Scott. And I was buying for a few years until finally when COVID hit, I was like, well, what can I do to give me more income? That doesn't take a whole lot of drama, stress. I already had a nine to five or 10 to seven or 10 to 10, whatever you want to call it. I had that covered. But I wanted something in addition to my job that I can come home and do, have super fun and allow me to connect with people, which I have done, that have become lifelong friends and sell product that's quality made, who doesn't love a nice piece of jewelry? Man, so if you're not doing something that you love, talk to me about this business opportunity. And they have changed the game on how to become a consultant this year. You can become an independent paparazzi consultant under my team for $20. That's two tens. Four fives. One $20 bill. What does that get you? I'll tell you. Thank you for asking. You get a website, a free website where your customers can order from you and get their items shipped directly to them. Also, you get the wholesale pricing. Some people join paparazzi just for that, just to be able to get the discounted jewelry. But it's also a way of making money. It is direct sales, yes, but it's not the kind of company where you have this extra added pressure. The pieces sell themselves. If you wear it, they will buy it. Mm, come on here, Jesus. I felt that in my spleen. You put the jury on, you talk about it, be enthusiastic about it, go live, go to vendor shows in these streets. Ain't nowhere I'm going where I don't talk about jewelry and my podcast. I'm my own billboard, ladies and gentlemen. So for $20, you can start a business. Yes. You can have a website where customers buy from you. And by this time next month, you could be making residual income by way of commission up to 45%. That's one way you can join. The second way is for $99, okay? We have done away with all these different starter kits. You got two options now, 20 bucks and 99 bucks. The $99 program gives you the website, gives you the wholesale pricing plus 35 of our standard pieces that you, listen here, that you can pick. So before, when you get a starter kit, they was picking the uh, pieces for you. 
Now, in this particular package for 99 bucks, you get your website, wholesale pricing, and you get to choose 35 pieces of bling to be placed in your kit. And you're going to receive the paparazzi planner and you're going to receive, I had mine somewhere, the paparazzi ink pens, 99 bucks. It's a game changer. So if you've been concerned that it just costs too much to join, not anymore. 20 bucks or 99 bucks, you pick. So I would love to talk to you about this opportunity. When you have jewelry at your house, that means you got money. You go live. If you got a bill to pay, say your card note is due. And you need some money for that. Say you try to buy some oxtails. Oxtails are now $800 a, a pound. Chicken wings, $200 a pound. Or you may have a cruise you want to go on. Or you may have a certain item you want to buy. You can go live, show your jewelry, and get money that day. Your customers are looking at your products. You go live, make some sales, drop some pictures in the wall drops or the stories or do a post. If you've got jewelry, you've got money. That's our motto. If you got jewelry, you got money. Okay? So I want to invite you to join my team. Yes. Shameless plug. I enjoy what I do. This is my happy place. I already love jewelry, love fashion, love looking good, love feeling good. So it fit my personality. Every direct sales company isn't for everybody. I tried Melaleuca. I was thinking about the essential oils. That didn't quite do it for me. No shame. It works for somebody else. I had to have something that didn't feel like sales to me. I didn't think I can sell a cup of hot water in the Saharan desert. But once I came across paparazzi, and at first I was, I wasn't convinced at first. Five dollars. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't believe it. But I had to try for myself. And I ordered a few pieces and ordered a few pieces until I found out it's great quality. It's colorful. It's bold. It could be simple. It could be complex. I love it. And you, as a consultant, because I'm believing you're going to join me by faith. Come on here, faith. You get to set your own hours. So if you work a nine to five and you want to come home and do your do your own business for two hours, fine. You can make you some money for two hours. Maybe you want to just do it on the weekend. Okay, fine. Do what works for you according to your schedule. And it's never been this cheap to do. $20 can get to your own business. So what you do is you can put 20 bucks on it, buy you some jewelry, you're getting the wholesale prices, and then sell it by going live, doing hostess parties, messenger parties, dropping pictures, vendor shows. Or you can pick the $99 plan that includes 35 pieces that you pick. Either one. But you can get your website immediately. Once you get through signing up, your website is sent to you right then. And you can start promoting that on social media and to your family and friends. I love this business.
I enjoy getting free stuff. Yes, as a consultant, when you purchase a certain amount, you will get what's called hostess rewards. Who don't like free stuff? Everything is better when it's free. I'm telling you what I know. So if you are interested in learning more about this opportunity, I'm going to go on and put my link in the comments. I would love to talk to you about it, have a cup of tea with you about it, a little lunch or something like that. Because my goal is to grow my team by at least two more people by the end of the month. Then there's training. You're not just left out here to the wolves. We do have training. We have meetings. I would be your person that you can call if you have questions. And if I don't know, I'm going to get the answer. I don't know everything, but I will find the answer for us. That's how I am. We'll learn together. We are learning and growing together in this business. No one knows everything, but you have people who you can go to to get information. Plus, within our website, it's called a back office where there is training material, videos. So we have access to information at our disposal 24-7. So if you are interested in learning more about becoming an independent paparazzi consultant, I invite you to click my link. I'm putting it in the comments right now. And let's grow and build together. All right. I've met some amazing women that are now my sisters. We compare notes. We hold each other up. I've done some vendor shows and met some amazing people. Speaking of which, I will be at a vendor show on February 3rd with Miss Janae. She's our host. I'll put the flyer in the comments February 3rd from, I think, 11 to 7. I will be in the house with my jewelry amongst many other amazing vendors come out and support. That's kind of a pre-Valentine's Day pop up or you can do some shopping um, and have a ball. All right. So I'm putting my link in the comments right now. I'll post it. We're going to pray. And today's show or tonight's show is called Unrealistic Human Expectations the ones we put on ourselves and the ones we put on each other. We're going to go there. I also want to talk about the seven dimensions of wellness that I base my topics on. All right. So I'm going to put my stuff in the comments. If you are in the house, send me some comments. Good evening, everybody. Thank you all for joining me. If you are out there, put some comments in, give me some hearts, help me get the algorithm moving. How is your Saturday so far? Did you have a good day? Again, shout out to Elder Rhonda Williams. Her conference was amazing. Learned a lot. Shout out to Apostle Greg J. Davis. Gave a great word today. Learned a lot. Met some wonderful people, uh, including a politician that's running for, I want to say, Senate or Congress. One of the two. I'm hoping to get her on the show. So, yes, it's been a great day. Not a day without pain. This weather has got my bones feeling like Cool Ranch Doritos, just crunchy. But sometimes there's a blessing in your pressing. I will not succumb to pain and make that makes me stay home every day. Life is happening out there. I refuse to 
let that discourage me, all right? Let's pray, and then we're going to dive into my topic, okay? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you. I praise you. I give you glory. I give you honor. This happens to be a day you've made, and I choose, as always, to rejoice and be glad in it. I will not let anything or anyone stop me from giving you the praise that you're due. Thank you for life. Thank you for health. Thank you for strength. All five senses working. And even though my legs is crunchy like crunching much, I can walk. Thank you, God, for mobility. Thank you, God, for just a mind to serve you. I honor you today because you are an amazing Savior. All that we need, you have provided. Woo! Glory to God. Great is your faithfulness, Lord, unto us. And your faithfulness is non-negotiable. You are a faithful God, a promise keeper. And for that, I just give you honor. Show up today in this podcast. Let something that is said or done lift a bow down head in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you to my therapist who introduced me to the seven dimensions of wellness. I want to go over them real quick. This article comes from the Grand Rapids Community College. It's called The Seven Dimensions of Wellness. I don't own the right to the article. I'm going to refer to it, but I'll give you the website, grcc.edu, grandrapidscommunitycollege.edu, Seven Dimensions of Wellness. According to my therapist who introduced me to this concept, we can be well in every area. And I think that's what God, no, I think I know that's what God wants for us as well. I call it alignment, alignment. Sometimes when you go through depression and anxiety, it's because you get one area of your life good and then seven more go haywire. But I just happen to believe if we keep having these kinds of conversations that we can be well in every area. So I want to introduce you to the seven dimensions of wellness. I'm going to give you what they are, and then we can talk a little bit about each one, and then we'll go along to our topic for today. If you are in the comments, say hello to me. Thank you for being here this evening, and don't forget to send me some stars. That will help me to earn money to make more wonderful content for my supporters. All right, seven dimensions of wellness. The first one is physical. So just as it sounds, that is talking about your physical well-being. So we're going to have shows that talk about diet, exercise. Don't hang up on me. Don't hang up on me when I say exercise. Yes, I'm a big woman and I also have some ailments. So I can't go flipping up in the Planet Fitness, kicking up and and. and crunching and scrunching just yet but there can be some things i can do there's chair aerobics and different things like that so if you have mobility issues i don't want you to feel as though you cannot exercise we can't go lift weights right now probably but what can we do incrementally and habitually to get our legs stronger our arms stronger it could be small stuff small stuff So the physical dimension of wellness is your body. It's nutrition. It's not overindulging in alcohol. Because alcohol, even though, yeah, you're grown, you can have a drink if you want, uh, overuse of it or abuse of it 
can cause negative responses in your body, whether it's kidney issues or other issues. It's getting your checkups. Are you going to the doctor? Or are you those people that have not seen a doctor since you was born out your mama's womb? We got to do better in this season about regular checkups, preventative maintenance. Yeah, I know you churchy. I don't need no doctor. I got Jesus. Well, honey, that's nice. I got him too. But he gives us wisdom and that wisdom should be used to say in the human experience, I need to go to the doctor. And of course, now that we got COVID and 200 strands of this disease roaming around in the atmosphere, we have to be very careful with our health. So getting your regular checkups, if you are pushing 50 like me, it's probably mammogram time. Get those boobs checked, okay? Because I hate to see when people don't get checkups and then they end up sick and it's so far gone that they end up, end up leaving here. That really hurts my heart. But have had you been going to the doctor? Now, I know not every doctor visit shows you what's wrong in every area, right? So you got to shop around for a good doctor, one that is going to partner with you in your health and wellness. You and your doctor or doctors should be partners to make sure you are well, whether it's a gynecological appointment. Ladies, and we're going to be doing girl chats about that. We have to have that girl downstairs checked. I think it's at least once a year. We should be having an exam to make sure she all right and she's functioning as God intended her to function. So yes, if you're younger and you've been dreading your first pap smear, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Um, You have to have these exams at certain ages and stages to make sure you're not getting certain diseases. You don't want to have cervical cancer and and no one checked you out. And now it's so far gone that, you know, it's really hurting you and it could be fatal. We don't want that. So in the arena of physical wellness, how well are we in our body? All right. Going to the doctor, getting our teeth checked. My teeth been acting like backsliding heathens. I've had so much dental work in the last couple of years, but my teeth are getting older. Yes. So cleanings, I don't floss. I'm going to be honest. I don't take care of them as I should. So I got to learn how to floss. I have to learn how to stay away from a lot of hard candies because my teeth are pushing 50. These ain't Thundercat teeth no more. They, they, they old as Gargamel. So do what it takes to preserve your teeth. Do not be afraid of the dentist. You wonder why you didn't get but one tooth left. Because you did not take care of the other 879 teeth. I put a post out there this morning. I said, listen up. To whom it may concern. If you out here brushing only the front four teeth in your mouth, the rest of your teeth are going to sue you. Brush every tooth in this season. Brush every, if you ain't got but seven, brush all seven. 
If you ain't got but three, brush all three teeth. Okay? And if you have halitosis, even after you brush, chances are you may have an infection in your mouth. Go to the dentist. Okay? Stop avoiding these appointments. This stuff don't get no better, y'all. It get worse. So that's all under physical wellness. Our body, our teeth, what we eat, not abusing alcohol and drugs, even who you sleep with. Come on. Yeah, we grown, right? You can't be just laying down with just anybody and you wonder why you wake up itching. Can't do that. Take care of your physical health, all right? So that's one dimension. Next dimension, well, not, let me go back. Another part of physical health is adequate sleep. My therapist made it a point to ask me how my room was set up. First of all, is it cluttered? A cluttered atmosphere can mean a cluttered mind. And for me, if I know it's cluttered around me, I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night trying to put stuff together, put it away. No. Work on your room. Put that phone someplace else so you're not on that phone through the night. Me and Sunette both be teasing each other. Girl, you on, on here too, huh? We're not getting enough rest. And we're wondering why we are mentally drained, why our attitudes are quick-fused. Because a part of physical wellness is how much sleep you get or don't get. Then, if you have sleep apnea, like I do, are you wearing your mask? I hate that mask. But I will tell you this. When I wear it at night, I sleep so much better. Because sleep apnea patients, we don't get as much, as much oxygen to our brain while we sleep as we should. Matter of fact, when I had my sleep study, they told me in the middle of the study that I stopped breathing 60 times in the course of an hour. That's like one time per minute. I mean, jeesh, Lord, don't take me prematurely. They woke me up and gave me a mask right then. Like you stop, your, your breathing stops too much. And a lot of times with obesity, not every obese person has sleep apnea and not every skinny person don't have it. But certain people that have sleep apnea, well, how do you know when you have it? If you snore really loud or your spouse tells you that you stop breathing when you're sleeping, you may have sleep apnea. Get checked. Don't matter how old you are. Get checked because that can mean there's something going on in your throat or something where the, your windpipe is being obstructed. I used to wonder why I would wake up with headaches. I used to wake up with the most horrible, gut-wrenching migraines. How do you wake up with a migraine? Because I, my breathing was stopping throughout the night and my head was hurting. So when I went and got my test, they gave me the machine. I'll be honest, I didn't wear it for a whole year. But problem is, if you don't wear the machine at night, they're going to start billing you. So I started using it. And I realized how much my sleep quality increased instantly. 
it's a nuisance, yes, to have this thing under your nose and whatever, but it's giving you the oxygen, the extra air to your brain so you can sleep soundly through the night. I'm just trying to help somebody, including myself today. And that's all under the aspect of physical wellness. Portion control, how much you eat. If you are an emotional eater, when something bothers you, are you looking for snacks? I, I do that. When I was working, if I had a complicated project or a real serious email or something, first thing I was reaching for was some chips. I want to crunch. Stress makes me want to crunch. I know it's weird. I'm quirky like that. But emotional eating and anxious eating can cause extra weight. I've been a big girl all my life. Had bariatric surgery in 2012 and gained the majority of the weight back. I'm no longer ashamed to say that. At first I was. But how you gain it back, LHG? I went back to the same eating habits. Here she is. Hi, Elder Rhonda. Blessings to you. I was just telling my, my viewers what a great time I had at your conference today. Sister, thank you for being obedient to God. Today was phenomenal. I need y'all to follow her. She's amazing. I love her. Sweet, sweet, sweet spirit. You and your husband. Great to meet him as well. But emotional eaters people who, who can't sit still unless they are grabbing snacks. There's something going on in your mind that has you nervous. That's nervous. That's nerves. Thank you for letting me know about it, Elder Rhonda. I, I, I'm so glad I didn't miss it. I had a wonderful time. So when you get the bariatric surgery, they put you through all kinds of tests. You get cardiac tests and you get therapy and you, you talk about your past and they had to prepare you to see if you qualify for the surgery. I made it through all of that. Got down to a wonderful 240 pounds. Listen here. I was just thickly, thickly. I enjoyed both of you, Elder, both of you. Great time in the Lord. Got down to 240, y'all. I dropped a whole person. Before surgery, I was 415 pounds. Hear me. Pre-surgery, I was 415. Got all the way down to 240 pounds. Was looking good, y'all. You couldn't tell me. Woo, you couldn't tell me a thing. On a loudspeaker, you couldn't tell me nothing. So, people knew I wasn't eating nothing sweet. Don't offer her no cake. She ain't going to eat it. She had surgery. Don't give her this. Don't give her that. Oh, I had it going on. I felt so good in my body. I still had aches and pains. Still had arthritis. But being... 415 and being 240. Oh, I was, let me tell you, I was on cloud nine. Problem is, I got so excited getting down to my ideal weight. I didn't want to be thin. I don't want to be 110 pounds. LHG at 110 is sickly. Y'all better pray for her immediately. But 240 looked good on me. I still had hips, still had my thickness, a little shape, whatever. My stomach was pretty much gone. Thank the Lord. I didn't have so much of this. But I started going back to my old eating habits. I went from don't give me no cake, don't give me no cookies, don't give me no pie, to 
Well, just give me a little piece. A little dab won't hurt. Give me a little sliver. Sliver. Okay. I ate a sliver of pie. Okay. It didn't make me sick no more. Because bariatric patients can get really ill with sugar. But after, after so long, you kind of get used to it, per se. So now I'm having a slither of cake, slither of pie, a scoop of ice cream. Okay. It worked out. I don't feel too bad. Then the sliver turned into a whole slice. Ooh, watch it. Watch it. Then the slice turned into two slices. So all the while, I'm going back to my old eating habits. Well, I can have chips again. I'm, I'm down to 240. You can't tell me nothing. I'm fine. I start eating stuff again that I wasn't eating before. I started drinking pop again. I started reverting back to the habits that got me up to 415. So guess what happened? Little by little, the weight start coming back and coming back. And coming back. So you can have surgery all you want. And I don't regret having it. I will never tell anyone don't do it. What I will say is. Whatever eating habits. Got you down to whatever your desired weight was. Don't stop those habits ever. It has to be an entire. Change of lifestyle. You can't just eat right. Exercise right. Get down to your ideal weight and then go back to your old eating habits. Because a lot of people not only gain the weight back, they gain even more than what they originally were. I haven't gotten there yet. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want to get there. But that's some people's story. So now here I am, 350-ish. I ain't shame. So now I'm not 415 but 415 ain't that far away. So now LHG has to decide, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice? How are you willing to change your relationship with food? This is the thing. How do you view food? If food is your, if, is your place of calm, if you eat to feel better, you eat to, to feel something good inside. If you're using food for the wrong reasons, then you're not going to be able to keep that weight off. Food is designed to give you nourishment. Yeah, it should taste good. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to treat yourself to some of your favorite things in moder Put in the comments all things in moderation. I'm about to preach it tonight here. In moderation, I'm not saying deprive yourself of good food and just be eating wheat and barley and celery sticks. That don't work for too many people. But if you maybe do a treat once a week or something like that, but if you lose all of this weight just to go back to your old habits, yes. And guess what? When the weight come back, it come back in some weird places, honey. Mm -mm. Let me tell you, when you lose weight and it come back on, it don't come back in that same spot all the time. It come, At almost 50, it's going to come right in my midsection. It's called a pooch. It's a kangaroo pouch. As you get older, weight settles on our body differently than I was when I was in my 20s. 
So now I got to work that much harder to reprogram my mind. Do you really need to eat right now? Or are you bored? Or are you mad? Or are you lonely? Or are you upset? Are you really hungry? Okay. If you are, what are you eating? Is it healthy? Is it full of sugar? Full of carbs? Full of cheese? I love cheese. Y'all love cheese. I love pasta. Oh, Jesus. I have sinned. I love pasta. I'm just saying. What you eat, how you are preparing, we are still talking about physical wellness. It all plays a role. Smoking, I'm not a smoker, but if you are a smoker and you smoking packs a day, that is going to affect your physical wellness. So we have to think about that because if you start getting sickly and your body breaking down, now that's going to trigger some mental turmoil. It's all connected, y'all. We're going to be well in every area in this season in Jesus' name. Okay? So that's physical wellness. Let's move over to the emotional slash mental dimension. If you've watched me for any length of time, I spend a lot of time on mental health. Why? Because in the last two and a half, almost three years, I have suffered from a breakdown in my mental health. When you work a stressful job and you've allowed people to overpower you and abuse their authority over you and you lack self-esteem and you lack confidence and you allow people to treat you a certain kind of way, it will weigh on your psyche, on your mind, on your emotions. That's why emotional eating causes problems. Hey, Sinead, thank you for joining me tonight. Love y'all. So in emotional wellness, I think we should become emotionally intelligent. What does that mean? Emotional intelligence. It says, I'm going to get in tune to how I feel. I'm not going to allow anyone to tell me how to feel. I am going to give a voice to my pain because confession breeds healing. Most of my shows involve some level of mental health discussion because that has been a turning point for me in the last few years. Workplace bullying, workplace PTSD is real. Not to mention childhood trauma. Being un, being unprotected as a child. That kind of stuff sticks in your brain. I don't care how old you are. If you don't get therapy and the spiritual help you need to overcome that, that junk follows you throughout your adult life. So how do you make sure you are emotionally well? You give yourself grace enough to say, I'm not doing good today emotionally. It is okay to not be okay for a minute, for a moment. Don't pitch your tent in that because that's going to take you into de a depressive mode. But if you are having a moment, maybe you've lost loved ones, lost a job, lost your confidence, lost a relationship, divorce. And you're just having an emotional moment. That's all right. 
Having an emotional moment doesn't make you weak. And to anyone who tells you that you're weak because you're emotional, they're lying. Don't listen to them. And not all emotions aren't unhealthy. As a matter of fact, in the human experience, God gave us emotions. The key is learning how to acknowledge them and learning how to cope with them, whether they are good or bad. If you're not emotionally well, you open up yourself to physical elements. How many times, and this is just me, I can get some bad news or get upset about something, get a headache, and then instantly my stomach hurt. Because the mind and the body are so connected. They're so connected. So if you're having that moment and maybe you feel like you're having an emotional breakdown, talk to somebody. I didn't know what an anxiety attack was. I'm going to be honest. I didn't think it was a real thing until I had one. I thought I was having a heart attack. It was an anxiety attack. Sunette says it's such for us, important for us to talk about due to being told to deal with it or get over it, pray, speak to a doctor, etc. We got to talk. That is the main reason why I do what I do. Don't you know, when I do this, when I do my podcast, no matter what's heavy on me, I feel better at the end. There is something therapeutic about talking. So you might need to get you a good girlfriend, a good brother, a good sister, and maybe call and say, you know what? I just want to talk. Can I run some things by you? I got something heavy on me and I want to talk through it. We should be able to support each other in that. There's no weakness in that. Real friends are there for each other, even if it's just talking. I can't fix it all. But if you just need me to listen, I can do that. Now, I'm going to be honest. My mind says I want to fix it. That's just me. But if you tell me, LAG, I don't need you to respond per se. Just let me let me get it off my chest. Let's pray. And then let's go for me. Okay, I can do that. I can do that. So here are some tips according to the Grand Rapids Community College article on the seven dimensions of wellness on how to reach optimal emotional wellness. Tune in to your thoughts and feelings. Oh, what does that mean? Pay attention to how you feel. Maybe it's time for you. I got this journal at Elder Rhonda's conference today. Isn't it cute? It's sequence. It's so cute. Get you a journal. This one is purse size. I could take it with me wherever I am. Because sometimes you may just need to write things out. Writing can be just as therapeutic as talking. Maybe a gratitude journal at the end of the day. Good day, bad, they don't matter. I'm grateful for blank and write it. Or here were my challenges today. I'm write them down. I'm going to pray. Lord, I'm praying over these challenges that you give me the wisdom on how to do better tomorrow. Write, write, journal. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. 
Journaling is not a girl thing. Let's put it out there. Stop acting like some of this self-care stuff is just for women. It's for the brothers too. Y'all need care too. Next tip, cultivate an optimistic attitude. And for those who just came in, this article is from the Grand Rapids Community College. And we're talking about the seven dimensions of wellness. Elder Ronnie says, amen. Learn how to use positive coping mechanisms, talking, writing, prayer, worship. The key to having a good attitude for me is who you spend time with. Are you always in the presence of people who have a horrible attitude, who always see the glass half empty and not half full? Then you may need to adjust your environment, your, your village, your community. Today was incredible for one because at Elder's Conference, there was a, a loving spirit in the room. I had never met the people. They were so welcoming and kind. A little kindness goes a long way. From the lady at the head table to her husband greeting me to the wonderful vendors, it made the atmosphere just feel very loving. Sunette says, most of us are scared to speak out due to fear or we're so ashamed, at least I am. So now thank you for sharing that. And I don't want you to feel ashamed. There's no shame in being honest about how you feel at any given moment. And if someone is making you feel ashamed, then that's them. They're wrong. They're wrong. You should never be made to feel ashamed about how you're feeling. Your emotional wellness means I acknowledge how I feel in this moment. I don't feel good right now. I don't want to stay here, Lord. Let me call LHG. Let me call a friend. Get a lifeline. Prayer helps? Yes. Prayer is a conversation with God. Lord, I just don't feel it today. It ain't got to be all prolific and our Father, which I in heaven. Oh, hallowed be thy name, Lord God. It ain't always got to be that. It could be help. The word help is a prayer. Woo! Help me, God. My emotions are everywhere. God, help me today. I can't seem to get my footing, Lord. Help me today. Help me. And in addition to not being ashamed, Sinead, we are human, which means our emotions can change at any given moment for any reason. That's a part of the human experience. So a part of being emotionally healthy means you recognize that I don't have to be ashamed of how I feel. What you don't want to do is keep that bottle up so much that you feel hopeless and helpless. That's what the enemy wants. Don't tell nobody how you feel because they're going to they gonna say you ain't saved. Don't just, just, just deal with it yourself. Go to bed. Stay inside. Isolate. 
No, because sometimes the isolation, the enemy uses that to put more negative thoughts in your, in your mind. Call somebody, a sister, a brother, a family member, a helpline, a therapist. Don't hold that in. It's so much happening in our world today. Everybody is going through. It's so much pressure, financial issues, physical ailments, COVID-19, COVID-24, whatever. It's just heavy out here in these streets. Everybody needs an outlet. Everybody. Another tip for emotional wellness, according to the article, seek and provide support. If you need support, Get you a support system. Sinette says, we, Black, Spanish, etc., are told to keep it in-house. Yes, we are. But that has been proven to be an unhealthy concept. To keep it in the family, keep it inside, don't express it. We have been taught that. But look at where it's got us. A bunch of people who struggle in anxiety and depression. So those who lived on that mantra, what goes on in this house, stays in this house. Don't tell your business. Keep it to yourself. Just pray and go sit in the corner. May not be enough. May not be enough. Next tip. Accept and forgive yourself. Forgive others and forgive yourself. Forgiveness is a show all by itself. And I'm going to have our forgiveness coach, Elder Cobb, back on very soon. She has a book called Free to Forgive. Many of us are dealing with emotional trauma, emotional baggage, because we have not forgiven someone. Ourselves, our parents, whoever hurt us, we're harboring resentment. And that's become toxic. Elder says, amen. It becomes toxic. How do I know? Because I did it. I held resentment from my parents. For I'm still working through some of it, but I held it for years. No one knew at first, but it became so heavy on me that it would affect my eating, my sleeping. So we have to find healthy coping mechanisms when it comes to dealing with trauma, therapy works. Jesus and therapy, biggie size for me. Therapists are educated enough to give you tools on how to process and maneuver through trauma. I say get over it, process through it. Okay? Not get over it, process through it. Put the past in the past and keep moving. That's what they're skilled to do. Sunette says it's okay to get help. It is more than okay. It is necessary to get help, Sunette. But sometimes we got to just be by ourselves. Okay, let's talk about that. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't healthy isolation. I'm just saying being by yourself is good for only so long. I just know in my experiences that if you're by yourself too much, the enemy can use the isolation to tell you you're not worthy of friendship. You're not worthy of love. No one cares about you. 
I just say be careful with isolation. Isolation and moderation. I'll say that. Because sometimes the enemy can use that to speak to your mind. I had a, a sister of mine, a girlfriend of mine, who unlifed herself. We can't use the other word on Facebook. But she unlifed herself. I was calling her, calling her. Sue, I'm checking on you. What's going on? You ain't calling me back. How you doing? Talk to me. She had a lot of ailments, mental turmoil, and she isolated herself. I'm calling, calling, calling. She wouldn't answer. I don't know what she was thinking in those last moments of life. I've had a couple of people who I care for unlife themselves. And I, to be very honest, have thought about it. And what has kept me was me wanting to see Jesus. I'm going to be honest. I ain't here to, to, to debate it. That kept me and my daughter. Kept me from not doing that. And, and thinking about me having hope in Christ. But isolation for too long, Sinette, makes me nervous. Because... It reinforces the aloneness. And, it, and the enemy can use that. Healthy isolation, just to clear your thoughts, to pray, I'm there. But once it crosses over into days, weeks, months, years, I wonder if that's really healthy. I do. But thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. All right. Next tip for emotional wellness, learn time management skills. Oh, wait, this is why we've been talking about time management on Power Hour. A lot of us who are emotionally unhealthy have stretched ourselves so thin trying to be everything for everybody that we can't catch a break emotionally. We're doing too much time management says get you a calendar schedule out your day including you time self-care time worship time prayer time if you're going to work and you ain't taking your lunch you ain't taking your break you can't even get out the car good this was my story i couldn't even get out the car good I got a question. I mean, can I can I get in the door? I'd be happy to assist you. Can I get to my desk? Put my purse down. When you are the go-to, people need you. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing to be needed, but even your strong friends, even your strong co-workers need a break. You need a break. If you are the person in the family that everybody comes to for everything, you need a break. Your phone always ringing, somebody popping up at your house unannounced. Everybody was calling you, asking questions about what does this mean? What does that mean? Every family has that go-to person or two people that you call because you know they're smart and they know everything. But those people get tired too, y'all. So maybe you need to have at least three people in the family. And y'all can spread the wealth and one person ain't overwhelmed. Sinette says, I'm too scared to unlife. I, me too. I tried as a kid. 
afterwards, I decided to focus on other things. Thank you, Jesus, for you focusing on other things, Sinette. And thank you for being so transparent. As a child, I was bullied for being overweight, too dark, with Jerry Curl, triple threat. I'm telling you, it was rough. So I did think about that as a kid as well. I never tried it per se, but it oftentimes crossed my mind until I finally had to get to a point where, kind of like you said, Sinet, I shifted my focus. What is my purpose? And, and that's a word that my therapist talks to me about a lot. What is the opposite of depression? Purpose. People who are in a depressive state, and I'm not a doctor, I just listen to my therapist. People who are in a constant state of depression often are unconnected or disconnected, is a better word, to a purpose. They don't know why they're here. Why am I here? Lord, what, what, what you bring me here for? And that's a spiritual journey. Connecting to your purpose, to me, is a God thing. Because only he knows why I'm here. Only he, in my opinion, can make you feel as though you have a reason to be here and walk in that purpose. Whether it's to be of service to others. We, well, we already know that one of our main reasons for being here is to glorify God and help other people and love people. But once a person gets so down where they don't feel they have a purpose anymore, that's the breeding ground for depression. They don't know why they're here. Get in prayer. Get into a Bible-believing ministry. Community helps us to walk in our purpose too. We were born and wired to long for connection. Man is not meant to live alone. All the time. Be alone all the time. You can live alone, but you ain't meant to be alone 24-7. I believe God made us to long for connection, whether it's a relationship or just friendship or community, church, work, whatever. And that's why I feel, Sinead, sometimes the isolation works against us because we deny ourselves a chance to be in a real community. I believe in two things. People come here, they want to believe in something and belong to something. Believe and belong. Whether you believe in God, whatever. You want to believe in something and you want to belong to what a family, a group, a woman's group, a men's group. Community is important. And we're made for that. So let me finish up here. We're we getting somewhere tonight, y'all. So... Next dimension of wellness, intellectual wellness. Oh, this is good. The intellectual wellness dimension encourages us to do things that stimulate our brain. One reason why people get depressed, in my opinion, not all, I ain't a doctor, but not all reasons, but I think if you're not doing something to stimulate brain and mental activity, you're not doing what you love, then you open yourself up to a lack of purpose. Becoming a podcaster changed my whole world. 
as a child, I wanted to be an anchor woman. I wanted to do the news. But I knew that being a heavier woman, being dark-skinned, I didn't look like the newscasters looked. So I put that on the back burner. I went to school for communication studies, journalism, mass communication. Put it on the back burner, got a nine to five. Fast forward, I got the idea to start doing Facebook Lives about different, or YouTube, about different topics. And the Lord gave me the the name, Critical Conversations. Talking about things that we were told not to ever talk about. It frees me. Talking about these topics frees me emotionally. It takes some of the extra heaviness awful because I get to talk about it with y'all. I love what I do. Can you tell? So to be intellectually whole means to do things that stimulate your brain. I love a good workshop. Facebook is full of free workshops. I love a good conference. Today was amazing, spiritually amazing. And then we had some business discussion as well that was outstanding, Elder Rhonda. That fed me spiritually and intellectually and emotionally at the same time. What else can you do? Seek out people who challenge you intellectually. So in your friendship circle, you ought to have some people who know more than you that can help you learn and some people who you can teach all in the same circle. If you are stuck on your friends from the hood ain't nobody helping each other then you need to expand your reach and broaden your horizons seek out connections with people who do something that you may like to do if you are are out there and you've always wanted to be a podcaster but don't know how to get started call me contact trailblazers radio We are here to help with that. Sunette says, you're right. When I'm out talking to folk, I feel, Sunette, intellectual stimulation has therapeutic, therapeutic um, benefits. There it is. When you're engaging with someone, having a conversation about something you're passionate about, you're couponing, Sunette. Your businesses, that that's releasing positive endorphins. I was talking to Simone this morning about training. When I talk about training, my whole countenance lights up because that is my forever passion. I spent years in corporate training, officially and unofficially. I miss it. There's something fulfilling about teaching, about watching a person learn and grow and develop. It does something for my inside. I can't I can't describe it. But it is something that God, I believe, gave me to do in the earth, in the kingdom of God, uh, or in corporate or both, to teach customer service skills, service in general. And my prayer is that God shows me how to get back into that and still make money from it. I love it. 
How else can you feed yourself intellectually? Reading. Y'all know I love me some library time. I would be up in that library every day if I could. But sometimes I am in there every day. They've been giving away free books. I'm up in there collecting books every day. Now, my anxiety don't let me read too many of them. I got to slow down and read some. But I love reading. When I was a kid, I remember back in the day, we had those Scholastica little pamphlets where you can buy little books and stuff. When I tell you I used to love, I would sit in my in my room as a kid, teenager, and read a whole book in one night, and it was that good. Ooh, y'all watching Netflix and Hulu and Roku and Shondo and Ebo, we read books as kids. We binge read. Y'all watching binge watching shows, we used to binge read as kids. I was a nerd. I still am. I'm still a nerd. I love reading. That is a way to increase my emotional wellness because it calms me down and your intellectual wellness because you're learning. Ooh, we talking some good stuff. I got to get out of here. Okay, one more and, and then we're going to get into our actual topic. Let's talk about social wellness. Ooh, we. So, under the under the umbrella of social wellness, this is how you interact with other people. Elder says, amen. I just love you, Elder. Sunette says, at the doctor's office, rehab, staff and patients, stores, etc. And you know I love to talk. I love it too. But God gave us the gift of gab, Sunette. Why, why shouldn't we enjoy it? And how else do you get to know someone? Unless you talk to them. I could be in a grocery store line and, and start a conversation. My mom does that. I'm just that kind of person. I make friends everywhere. It feels good to connect with people. God made us that way. God made us that way. So under the, under the social wellness umbrella, this is how you connect with other people. In terms of your communication skills, intimacy with other people, and creating supportive networks in your friendship circle and your family. Social wellness includes showing respect for others and yourself, contributing to your community to build a sense of belonging. That's a mouthful. Social wellness. If you're isolating too much and somebody calls you and says, hey, Sunette, you want to come go to a concert with us? For some people, it's going to always be no because they isolate so much. I love concerts. I love music. I love plays. Now, when I was younger, because of my own inferiority complex and being large, I said no to everything. So they stopped inviting me. I said no because, let me tell you why. Being a large woman, some of the venues, seatings, the seats are too small. So I would be too embarrassed to go because I'm a big girl. I didn't want to be all squished and make somebody else uncomfortable. So I let that stop me from being more social. So next says, I love learning, pushing others to learn from kids to seniors, 
also sharing info. I see that in you. Every time you go live, I see that, Sinet. That's what you love to do. You love to share information. I can't wait for us to begin these couponing classes. We should all love to share information. When God gives you something, a revelation, you should want to share. That's how we be, become blessed. We share information with each other. And that falls in line with social wellness. We should always have a, a, an exchange and cultivate healthy relationships. Can y'all put that in the comments? Cultivate healthy relationships. Many of us are in toxic relationships and you wonder why your emotions are jacked up. Spirit is jacked up. Stomach always hurt. Head always hurt. Anxious, depressed. Because many of us are entertaining toxic people. We, yes, so now we are doing our coupon classes this year on Power Hour. It's on and popping. Every dollar and dime that we can save counts. We are being good stewards of our coinage this season. But how are you going to be socially well, emotionally well, when you are engaging in relationships with people who are draining you? Don't reciprocate the level of love that you give and you're accepting it. Don't you know, and I posted this today, when you accept that, when your low self-esteem allows you to accept people who don't even pretend to care, you're saying that's okay and it's not okay. You deserve the love that you give. The genuine care and concern that you give, you deserve it coming right back. Stop entertaining people who don't know how to love you. And they're not even willing to learn. It's different if they're willing to learn. Come on, married couples. We don't always know how to love people when we get married. It takes some growth. But at least learn each other's love languages to cultivate a healthy relationship. Even when one of us is having a bad day, you should not have to guess that I love you. Mm, healthy relationships. Okay. Even if I'm not my normal jovial self today, my mates should still know that I love them that I have their best interest in mind. And their love for me, seeing that I'm a little off, is, honey, how can I help you? Talk to me. Let me pray for you. What do you need? Come on. We cultivating toxic relationships. Why? Why? It's of efficiency. And that's why it's important when we date to pay attention to how people treat you. Pay attention to their level of concern or lack of for you. When you like somebody, you love somebody, you want them to be well. And when they're not well, you are concerned. That's what real love is. And we, we, we getting off topic. 
But anyway, I called today's show Unrealistic Human Expectations because maybe we put those on ourselves and other people. I know personally, I am hard on people that I consider my friends. Not hard in a bad way, but I have certain expectations from those who I consider my sisters, brothers, whatever. I expect you to be respectful to me. I try not to expect perfection because I can't get perfection, but I will say this. When you hurt me, you're going to know it. I'm just being honest, y'all. I know we don't all handle hurt and disappointment the same way. But over the course of my lifetime, I built some trust, some trust resistance. Because in my childhood, I've experienced some rejection, some abandonment. So in my friendships, if I come across someone that doesn't appear to be as invested as me, Oh, yeah, I get upset. I can be honest. I do. Hey, Quint. Yes, Quint. We need to cultivate healthy relationships. I don't have time or energy or edges for unhealthy relationships. And whether it's romantic or friendship, some stuff is just toxic. If you are stressed out about this friend, or this person, or they are just draining you of all of your energy, that's a problem. Quint says, I expect people to be who they are, and I trust they are going to be them. And that makes a 100% sense, Quint. But for me, I guess I expect people to be me. And that's not right. I can't. Because I am a loving person, a kind-hearted person, will give you the the clothes off my back kind of person. I assume that people are going to also be that way. But like you said, you only can expect people to be who they are. Take it or leave it. I could choose to take it. I could choose to leave it. I can't change them. But when it comes to friendships, I do have expectations. If you're calling me your sister, if you're calling me your friend, I expect your actions to align with that. I do. So Ness says, I'm hard when I feel they can do good. I'll support and and urge them until I get tired. I'm the same way, Sinead. I am loyal to a fault sometimes. Loyalty is a good attribute, but there are some people who will take advantage of your loyalty and dedication, and commitment, and there is no reciprocity, and that's where toxicity comes in to me, to me. Quint says, I had to learn the hard way. Everyone doesn't have your heart. I had to learn that too, Quint. Everyone doesn't have a heart, period. Let's know my heart. So she says she doesn't put expectations on people. I want to be more like you. I got to graduate to that. I do. However, I can't expect someone to be perfect either because I'm not. I I fail. I make mistakes. 
I've hurt people with my mouth before. And I have to own that and apologize. So if anybody's out there and I've said something to you that hurt your feelings and I didn't apologize to you, I'm sorry. Let's talk about it one-on-one. I don't want, I don't want to hold grudges um, in this season, but I know when I'm hurt, I'm hurt. And you're going to know it. I, that's my own flaw. When LHG is hurt, one way or another, she's going to let you know you hurt her feelings. Quint says, putting expectations on people brings disappointment. It does. Because if they don't deliver, then you're feeling like they failed you. I show them how to treat me by how I treat me. That's good. That's good. Sinet says you can love folk, but not like things about them. Oh, Sinet, that's good. And that kind of falls in line with what Quint was saying. I expect people to be who they are. That way, if they show up or not, I'm good. If you showed up, thank you for showing up. If you didn't, okay. I'll focus on the ones that did. Sometimes the focus has to be on the ones who are rocking with you and not the ones who are not. I think that's important too. Tell me what y'all think about that. You can't focus so much on the ones who did you wrong. Focus on the ones who are consistently showing up. And even if they stop all of a sudden, that's okay too. Stay busy, doing the work of the Lord, following your purpose, walking in your calling, and don't be just... That's it. Don't be distracted. Disappointment is a distraction. It distracts you from your purpose. When you when you get mad at everybody and you sad because they didn't show up in a certain way, it distracts you from your purpose, and that's what the enemy wants. Disappointment is a distraction. It's a human emotion, but think about it. When you're so worried about this person didn't do this. This person didn't invite me. This person didn't call. You are now focusing on the small stuff and not the main thing. And that could lead to a total derailment. We got to recognize the enemy and how he uses people. He uses situations to get us off course. We got to stay the course. And on this course, there are going to be people who are rocking with you and some that are not. Quint says, the ones that did me wrong, I consider distractions. So I choose to stay focused on my assignment. That is powerful, Quint. Sunet says, I'm always distracted. Focus is a goal for me. Real talk. And thank you for being transparent about that, Sunet. So our goal is going to be focus. Guess what? I got a book somewhere called The Power of Focus. It's somewhere. Let's read it together, Sonette. The Power of Focus. There's an art to being focused. So maybe we should do that together as sisters. The Power of Focus. How to achieve our goals. Because distractions are going to come. We have to get to a point where we recognize it as a distraction and we don't stay 
we don't leave the course because of that. If we're focused on the things of God, focused on our assignments, focused on what he told us to do, distractions won't get our attention as much. Soon as we look to the left or the right and our attention is off the road in front of us, we have accidents. Yep. For example, you're on a freeway driving. Oh, somebody then got pulled over by the police and you so busy watching them and driving that you didn't ran to the back of somebody's car. Distraction. That accident ain't got nothing to do with you. The EMS is over there. Police is over there. Keep your eyes on the road in front of you. The enemy wants us to be distracted. We have a goal to reach. If he can use those close to us, because let's be honest, it don't hurt you when a stranger do something wrong to you because you ain't, you ain't that invested. It hurts you when those you love mess over you. Family, close friends, sis, bruh. That's what hurts the most, if I can be so honest. That's when it becomes a real distraction because you're like, dang, how you going to do? I did all that for you, been there for you, and dang, you ain't there for me. Expectations. So I have to learn my takeaway is to only expect people to be who they are. Thank you, Quinn. Expect people to be who they are. And y'all, I'm going to be who I am. And if it's meant for us to have a healthy relationship that's cultivatable, then let's roll. If it ain't, it just ain't. We ain't got to be knocked down, dragged out enemies or nothing. Okay? Everybody ain't meant to be my friend. Period. Quint says our assignment is attached to an assignment. I get that. And I don't want to engage if it's not my assignment. If, if it's not for me, if that person is not for me to engage in their life, if that person is not for me to be involved in their life, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't, and I'm so quick to want to jump and insert myself. That's one of my flaws. I'm so quick to want to jump and be captain, save everybody. But you can't do it. Not everyone deserves you. Not everyone can handle you. Not everyone can cultivate a healthy relationship with you. It just may not be a good fit. Or maybe it was seasonal. Maybe that person was meant to be in your world for a limited amount of time or for a certain reason or season. But that season is up. I got to be okay with that. I don't like it. It feels weird. But it's true. Everybody is not called to me. I'm not called to everybody. So I can love you from afar. God bless you. Hey, God bless you over there. Love you. Smooches. But everybody can't be in your inner court. 
that inner court of friends, the inner court of loved ones, the inner court of access should not be for everybody. I'm learning that too. Sunette says, in the electric scooters, I have accidents in stores, Lord. Be careful, Sunette. I don't want you having no incident in your scooter. I'm too far from you to come and get you. So, so maybe it's unrealistic to expect everyone to think like me, to respond to conflict like me, to pay your, your debt back like me, to, to say something even when it's uncomfortable like me. And I was told by somebody, and ladies, gee, everybody ain't like you. I sent someone a couple of messages last year, a year before last, last year. I said, well, I haven't heard from you. And she was like, girl, everybody ain't like you. Everybody don't want to talk. I'm like, okay, excuse me. But that's how she felt. I took the silence as rejection. But for some, the silence is fear. And I don't want to keep trying to push myself on people. And I ain't going to chase you to bless you. I'm going to stand on that. I ain't going to chase you to bless you. So I'm learning that every female, every saved woman, every woman, period, is not meant to be in my inner court. I ain't meant to be in theirs. I can be a little overbearing. So I've been told. But if you know my heart, I love people. To a fault, I love people. I care for people. But sometimes, even in that, people will use your kindness for weakness. I can't take that. I can't take it. Do not use my kindness for weakness. I come out guns blazing when that happens. I'm just going to be honest. If you told me you was going to do something by a certain day and certain time, the way my mind is wired, I'm going to expect you to respond by that day and that time. Don't make me have to chase you. Don't do that. Because now you didn't definitely, you, no, I can't. I can't. Sunette says that goes for family too. We have to distance. Some you haven't spoke to in years. You know what? You're right. Healthy boundaries can include family or friends. Because sometimes your family is a trigger. I've been dealing with that. And I've had to have healthy boundaries. Communication is so key, Quint. And that's that's what I expect people to communicate. Is that wrong? Is that wrong? If you told me you was going to do something and you can't, I expect you commoncourtesy.com. LHG, girl, my plan was to be able to do ABC, but I can't. Okay, sorry to hear that. You need anything, you're good. When you don't say anything, I, I didn't check out. I think that's disrespectful. And y'all can y'all can tell me if I'm wrong, but the communication is very key. And we are adults. And I just, I guess I expect adults to communicate as such. My bad. That is an that is definitely an expectation of mine, Quinn. 
You ain't got to like me all the time. You ain't got to love me. But if you said something to me or you committed to something, yes, if you can't do it, I'm looking for you to communicate. I don't do well with being ghosted. It happened to me in my earlier dating years. You meet a young man. He act like he's so into you. You have a first date. Oh, I can't wait for our second date. But then he don't call you no more. I can't stand that. If you don't want to go out on a second date, say that. Say that. I don't think you're my type. We're not compatible. Okay, well, nice meeting you. Good night. I don't believe in ghosting people. I think that's immature. And maybe that's harsh. I'm just being honest. I think we need to rise above that. Say something. Nine times out of 10, 9.9 times out of 10, if you just say something to me, I'm very forgiving. Just say something. Don't have me in limbo. Don't have me waiting on you. I don't do do being stood up well. I don't do that well. I hate that. That is immature to me. I've had that happen to me. With men and women, friends and romantic. If you don't want to be bothered with me, fine. But don't pretend. Don't pretend. I got to get out of here. So that's it for me today, y'all. I'm hungry. I'm going to give you some dinner. I love y'all. Here are your announcements. Monday at 2.30 is Power Hour. Meet me here at 2.30 on Monday. And... Tuesday is Girl Chat, and we're doing part two on mothers and daughters. It was so good last week. We got to do a part two. Monday night, our CEO, myself, and one of our sisters, Shawan Jones, will be in the house for part three on values and, and being valued for the brothers. Part three. This series has been amazing. And I'll post the other two parts so you can re-watch those for replays. So Monday at 2.30, Monday night at 8, and then Girl Chat is Tuesday. I love y'all. I really appreciate y'all rocking with me. What I do is something that I love. I, I pray that God continues to allow me to do this for a very long time. It gives me strength to do what I do. And I thank you for rocking with me. I'll see you Monday. Be sure to shop Polished on Purpose. I got my link in the comments. Would love for you to come on my team. 20 bucks gets you on my team. 20 bucks. I love y'all. I want y'all to have a good night. Be safe. And I'll see you Monday. Bye, y'all. Love y'all.